I was looking for my soul. DJ Chauncey Dodridge gave it back to me. Get White Claw to sponsor you. I should. <laughs> well, White Claw and this and is Josh Wine. Okay, we are live. Hi, Hi, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you are listening to Talk Sex with Deck. And I have again the one, the only DJ Chauncey D. Hey, what's going on? Well, we are here in Astoria, New York. Yes, we're right by the the train. Right uh, by the train. Right by the train tracks. You know, I was uh, on the right side of the tracks. Thinking about leaving this apartment. No, it's so great. Well, because of the train. Yeah, I'm sure all night long you hear. And you know, when the whole the fee thing came out, where they were like, "We're not like brokers can't charge fees anymore." Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, I went to this apartment. It was like a schlep up at the Hell's Kitchen, 2700 a month. Mm-hmm. I walk up the, like, it's a it's a five. 18 flights uh, of stairs. Yeah, and the woman's like, and you know what they're going to say. It's <laughs> pre-war. Yeah. Everything is so pre-war. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen is very pre-war, right? I guess. This yeah. is modern. But, you know, I went shopping up at the CB2. Mm. Got, you know, we're getting some new new stuff in here. I was going to have some, some friends come over for the... They were going to come visit, but because of the coronavirus... Oh, my. Let's talk about that. The mass hysteria it has caused is pretty... It's pretty... Uh, it's like a Hollywood blockbuster, in my opinion. It sure is. I, I, I said this to somebody the other day. I said, um... <clears throat> Since Trump has has taken office, oh lord, Here it has it has been a Hollywood blockbuster. Just like, like the villains and the and the and like the weird like, you know, the media and the, you know, like you, like you know, in like in like Blade Runner when they like would show like what's happening on on the news, yeah, and it's all like really dire and like really ominous and all that. Like I feel like even like a lot of the art that has come out of like when people are are trashing Trump and 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 trashing all of the all of the the big wigs up there it's all very like like dark and ominous and all well, the, you know we're living in a dark time you know I, got, I don't know whether we're living in a dark time or we're living in a time that we're made to think is dark i know that sounds really philosophical well it kind of is but you know one of the things has you know avoiding the corona you know it doesn't freak me out i you know where i teach i'm an i adjunct up Mm -hmm. at manhattan college and i'm not so much concerned about coronavirus what i'm concerned about is them shutting down yes that's what that's ways yeah i mean um i know that all the all the schools like nyu and uh, Mm -hmm. columbia they're all shutting down tomorrow for well, an indefinite yeah. amount of time. All my classes, we're doing Everything's it. Everything's done online, We're doing right? it all virtual, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, whatever. It's it nice. might be the future of college in general. You know I mean, mean, my God. No, but my but, whole thing with, with, with virtual uh, virtual learning or online courses and all that, isn't it easy to cheat? I know it sounds. I know it sounds very. Uh, not in my class. The those students, if you're listening out there, students, they'll say, "Damn, I never give like test. Mm-hmm. It's all papers." Yeah, but oh, I so mean, you can't really. Yeah. You can't really. So, <clears throat> but the thing is, is um, there's a new show on Netflix called Containment. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
it's like if you want to get real like you want your fears to come <laughs> out i mean it's like the extreme but that's not why we're here no, netflix has been uh has been hitting it big with all the docu-series and uh all the the, the real like life right dramas that are happening yeah like it's um, like happening in real time did you happen to watch uh, don't fuck with the cats <gasps> oh my god can we talk about that anytime yeah. i see a really attractive person i'm like you are a serial <laughs> killer <laughs> it's so good no actually and uh, uh we'll talk about it later but a friend of mine actually knew him um uh, from, the guy uh, the, yeah my, my friend van from montreal no like had like knew him in the in like the the gay circle oh my god was, um um, well, and also, watch out, folks. you know, you also have to watch. I don't know if you've watched this, but it's called um, "Mommy Dead Dearest." No, it's about that girl that maybe like <clears throat> I think it happened in early two, mid two thousands or like late two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, she had like a few diseases or like a few things wrong with her, but her mother convinced her that she couldn't walk. <gasps> oh yeah, and 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 her yeah. and her she had a boyfriend that she met online. Poor girl. And they ended. I don't want to ruin the whole the whole series for you, but this mother basically, mm-hmm. you know, uh, psychologically abused this girl so much and fed her yeah. all these medications that she didn't need. It was on Hulu. Was it on Hulu? Okay, yeah. It was um, called The Axe. Oh, that's that's the actual like they wrote mm-hmm. a script about it, but this is um, like the actual documentary with the girl and her and her boyfriend got revenge I mean, on the mother it's on netflix i believe it's on netflix yeah, it's called mommy dead dearest so well it's very twisted i need to watch i mean uh, yeah. and also the alex rodriguez uh i know that was that was mind-blowing yeah i mean was he gay the, that's what you know supposedly he either bisexual or or he had you know he was in the closet and that, sure. that's what caused a lot of his anger poor guy which is just, just wild like you're 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 this uh i did sports watch celebrity and you have this sordid past of not sordid because being homosexual isn't sordid unless you want it to be, um, but uh, you know, I mean, he's, he was gorgeous. You know, he's very beautiful. Was you know, it sexy Rodriguez guy. or Hernandez? Oh, Hernandez. I'm sorry, Hernandez. That's how racist mm-hmm. of me just to mix up uh, Latino Lord surnames. Lord have mercy. <laughs> They'll be coming after you like Facebook gel. Exactly. I posted a thing on your yeah i saw that you posted on my page oh yeah. can you see you just i can can't see post? things and i can be tagged i just can't message anyone and i so think Chauncey i think i think i'm on a facebook watch list you are yeah, because so my friend <laughs> so she's a sex therapist up in uh, dc mm-hmm. and she posted this thing of it was like a flyer that's it was about vaginal rejuvenation mm-hmm. And Facebook has shut her down from oh, doing wow. any ads. Facebook and Instagram. It's like that those vaginal mesh commercials. Remember I guess they used to come on late at night I when mean, you're watching. Uh, such shame. When you're watching Logo, which is a, 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 a gay network, and you get ads for vaginal mesh. I know. And I'm like, someone's not doing their uh, marketing research. Right. I'm watching the Golden Girls. I don't need to see anything about okay. vaginal I mesh. I love the Golden Girls. I love the Golden Girls. I love the so Golden Girls. I, you know, I've been watching the show Containment. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all about like the plague, and it seems like what's happening right now. I mean, it's more dramatic, but I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. And then I s- was watching this show called Love Is Blind. Oh, I heard about that. I haven't seen it though. Mm-hmm. It is so good. It's so trashy. These people. If you have not watched that, folks, this is the show for you. I these people. What, they what get, is the premise? They get in these pods. And they have to like fall in love Just without seeing each other. Oh. And then there's Messica. 
which that's the, her name's Jessica, but we call her Messica. Who calls her Messica? Like, like the world? That's her new name. <laughs> I picked it up. Hashtag that, Messica. That hashtag Messica. Poor girl. I mean, but there's, there's, it's just so good. And then, yeah, so. Well, that's a, that's a great premise, though. I mean, to, to, mm-hmm. to not be able to see somebody. But then would it, like, you know, most of our relationships, even friendships, like, mm-hmm. they come from your visual attraction to a person you see the way someone's dressed you see the way someone walks you see the way someone talks not not just for sexual reasons but you know most of my friends like i i think are cool you know i mean like i Mm -hmm. i believe you fall in love with your friends just as much as as a as a romantic partner like Mm -hmm. it's just not sexual obviously but you know your friend might be quirky your might your friend might have cool glasses or your someone you see might have like a cool t-shirt on and that makes you want to talk to them or they might you know have a similar body type as you and so you're like just get a little interested yeah and then that's that's what uh, provokes a, a, a relationship a friendship so i want to talk before we get into our talk talk mm-hmm. so the other day mm-hmm. sunday i go to the skating ring ice skating ring because i want to reenact the uh, cutting edge do you remember the movie cutting edge no where they were ice skaters anyhow <laughs> oh, cutting edge that's great so I'm sitting there and me and my friends, um, we get tickets before and we're like, this is how we're going to... Where is there an ice skating ring? Oh, it's on the Pier 17. Oh, okay. So, oh, it gets... The, the, you are not... Because I know there's one in Harlem that. where I used to live. There was like a... It sure. was only open certain times of the so year. So we were like, it showed up and there was like a private lounge <laughs> and we're sitting there and all of a sudden... This is, we go in and we get some food, and my friend has a, a Chase, Sapphire credit card, so we can go in. So we're in there. We're having, sapphire. we're having Sapphire. So we go in to the skating, the ice skating ring. We're sitting in the lounge. I order some. I mean, their menu was not that big, and I order some loaded tater tots (laughs) with like this really good uh chicken sandwich and i'm just like you know and i'm eating my tater tots and all of a sudden i feel something very hit my fork Uh and i'm like i move it i'm like is this a bone what 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 is in the girl i pulled it out it was a steak knife up in my tater tots. A steak knife? Oh. This How is, big was your plate of tater tots? I mean, it was like in one of those seamless containers. You know, the takeout yeah, yeah, container. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was not like a... So we're sitting there. I take it back up to the counter. And I'm like, look, we just found this knife in there. <laughs> this is... It, uh, oh, it gets more interesting from here. So the manager comes out. She's like, what can I do? I'm so sorry. You know what they do. And I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. She's like, do you want some more tater tots? (laughs) And I'm like, no. You have tater tots for the rest of your life. And she says, I, you know, I I apologize. I'll get you guys around drinks. I'm like, I don't want a round of drinks. I just want to get my, yes, I do. But I want to go get my skates and do my moves. Yeah. Right. Here's where it gets interesting. Uh-oh. So, me and my partner go 
go and get our skates and all of a sudden as we get back into the sapphire chase exclusive lounge because <laughs> you didn't have to pay for a locker for security come up and they said tell us about what happened and i said you know i found a steak knife in my they said we reviewed the footage oh and we saw you stick the knife in your food. What? I'm like, girl, what is happening? So I, you know, I'm sitting there and I said, um, there was a steak knife in my food. They said, we watched the footage. We saw you put it in there. <gasps> and I am, I'm like, putting on my skate. You know, I'm ready to oh go. Oh my God. I'm ready to go ice skate. So then we're like, well, we want to see the footage. And they said, we'll get you the footage. And when we come back, you're going to, you and your party is, you're going to have to leave. So I'm like, girl, like, so my partner says, did you put a knife? In <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, because I, he's, that's what I do. Know, yeah. That's, that's what how I, I get do. free drinks. I put, so where would you get the steak knife? I know. Uh, with their like, steak knife. Like yeah. I like put it in my jacket pocket. No, but it was, it was like one of their, Oh, hold you on. Know what I mean, so, this is where it gets real. It gets, it gets deep in the thick. That's so, so then we're like sitting and they bring back this footage and it's like literally it's literally like 10 seconds and it looks like I'm putting, uh, I'm pulling a knife and putting it on the food. But cl so we're like, um, no, that's half the footage. So then I am like hot, right? Like I am saying things that the Lord wouldn't want to hear. Uh. Right. And I'm like pissed. And there's these kids that are sitting like over there and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I'm trying to contain myself cause there's a bunch of kids over there. Full circle containment. Yeah. So my partner and my friend go and they're like, we need to see the entire footage. And so they go, but they bring out like a television. No, they, but we went, they went back into the security lounge. So the knife, the full footage shows me taking the knife out. One of my friends going, oh, my God. Right? Like, she, like, gets... She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, girl, steak knife. I mean, you obviously can't hear any footage. I stick it on, like, a... You know how those containers are. Yeah. Come with the pl and then I put it back in the food, take it up into the... Oh, so they saw that part. Sure. First. I've never been so hot in my life. I should put them on blast, shouldn't I? You just did. No, we need to put the name of this place because your kids might be around and they might. I've been taking so many. But there's my cat. Oh. He's like sitting with me. But that's like they could have just said, mm -hmm. uh, "We're so, so sorry." Oh, so the name of the facility is Winterland at Pier Seventeen, and I'm going to put them on blast because. Wow. You know, to all my listeners out there, if you're in New York, do not do not go to a concert there. You might get shanked. It was like I felt like I was in Oz. And so <laughs> they are at 89 South Street, New York, New York, 10038. And so terrible. I was I was hot. I would never in my life. I mean, and then as I, you know, as I was going to the like place to like get my skates i'm like oh my god where did this knife come from they said they didn't even know where that knife came from 
Like it's not one of their knives. It's not one of their knives. And so I'm like looking at the footage. They better. I mean, I'm so I just put them on blast. Went yeah, to no, that's land, that's pure, that's here whatever it is. But I was, I was, I was very upset. Like, where would you like? It wasn't one of their knives. Maybe like one of the kitchen. I don't know. That's, that's I don't. That's so know. unbelievable. That's so. So, crazy. anyways, we got the video surveillance, and and they're like, "Oh, we're so sorry." Oh, then they realized that they were then wrong. Then they realized okay. they were long. Okay. So we will be uncontacting an attorney. Yeah. I mean... We're going to have a skating party. Okay. A, I don't want to go there and skate. I'm embarrassed. And then I went over and apologized to the woman as a, when I was being held by the security because there was like one security guard sitting there. That's so weird. I, and I was like, oh my God. And I went and apologized to the woman. I'm like, I'm so sorry. if She's like, did you put a cell phone in your food? I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be known as the guy who puts cell phones and knives and food. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but so anyhow, do not go. Winterland at Pier 17, don't go there because they might get a knife up in your food and they are not a sponsor and never will be a sponsor tater of the show. Tater tots are dangerous so, in New anyway, York City. I know. I just want some loaded tots. I had a, I had a funny experience. This is, to go back to the coronavirus, is like a little New York story here. I get on the train after work, and I was a little, I was a little toasty. You know, I was a little, I was a little um, had been drinking. Had some of the Jack Daniels in my bloodstream, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was in a, I was in a, but I was in. Sometimes I'm in a, you know, little like grumpy mood if I drink a certain amount. But then I was, in, I was in a really happy mood, and I get on the train, and you know, at that hour, four thirty in the morning, it's you know. Mm-hmm. Every every bench has at least one homeless person sleeping on it. You know, it's, it's, sure, it's a, it's a thing. part it's, of our New York. It's, it's, it's a part of our New York staple. Yeah, exactly. And it's you know it's it's usually very quiet at that hour. You know, it's like and they're not doing anything. no one's harming anybody. But there were these two guys, and they were, they were kind of attractive. I was kind of checking them out. But of one of them, one of them, are. one of them had a one of those blue surgical masks on that doesn't do anything to prevent getting anything. Okay, it folks, prevents it prevents I, you from I giving. Just, can I just as a people, doctor? Yeah. Are people like using them to prevent like getting people sick, or are they using them to prevent being sick? Oh, I think they think that that's preventing them from getting sick, but in you actuality, it, it prevents their germs from escaping. I love the people that are like wearing the mask, and then they'll have their nose out, <laughs> right? Yeah, but, but, but these these two guys were were sitting there. One of them had a mask on. One of them didn't, which I found odd. I'm like, all right, maybe he has it. He doesn't want to give it to his friend. But they were kind of mm-hmm. they're kind of cute. And they were the only ones that were really active on the train at that hour. You know, like everyone else was kind of mm-hmm. like slumped over or sleeping or just quiet. And the two of them were, were purelling their hands to the point of like, like bloodiness. Like they just kept sharing the bottle and kept cleaning their hands. I mean, my God. Almost in like like an OCD, like psycho. I mean, like, I don't think that's like that healthy to be purelling your hands. Yeah, no, I mean, it's alcohol. It's going to dry out your hands and all that. But, but I think I started giggling at them mm-hmm. or something kept looking at me and i wasn't you know i was i was i was a little drunky so i was like i was like are they are they do they think i'm cute or are they know that Were I'm you up on the them? west force stop yeah that's where i got on the train and i think we on were, the i end. think i think they were already on the train oh you whatever. were taking the the f the f no, i take the e home because uh, i live i live uh, off the r oh, so it stops at my stop but steinway girl yes yeah, mm-hmm. steinway girl um and I think they knew that I was like laughing at them or something because I got off the train and they were still on the train and I just stopped instead of climbing up the stairs and I turned back to like see what they were doing because it was Lord. funny and they literally like 
when they drove past, they like put their hands up and their face up in the in the window, were like yelling at me because I was like in the train. They were in the train. I was out of the train. Like well, I like they were so mad that I was like laughing at them. Well, I just think people are very uh, they're very worked up right now. Yeah, no, I mean it it makes sense. I mean a, a lot of a lot of the places in Europe are quarantined there's like mm-hmm. 17 million people quarantined in italy you know i know my friend that lives in portugal his the tap airline like the Air, portugal mm-hmm. airline they're they're canceling all flights until like end mm-hmm. of april schools i know schools i had a couple closed, friends that you know, were supposed to come yeah. here for a weekend so and... it is it is a little it's i i think what i think they know they're aware that it's not deadly they just don't want every single person to get a flu like flu like a, a like that would be sure i had the you flu. Know, i could have had coronavirus two weeks ago maybe it's all your fault and maybe i'm patient zero yeah maybe you are um but i, I mean think, i, I think, was like you know it would it would suck if every single person I mean, in new york city got the like, flu for three days i had gotten some like really like weird thing i had to cancel class i mean i was like it wasn't like a diarrhea flu or i mean it was like coughing and i'd be like <gasps> yeah but now when well, it's... I mean, they say, you know, people who are over 60 or 70 are more susceptible to it being more fatal. When the train is full and I want a seat, I just start coughing. That's what I said. Coughing. I tweeted that the other day. I go, so now the way to get a, a good seat on the train on a crowded train. Well, you train. know, it's sometimes it's real hard. Yeah. And sometimes even when without the coronavirus, if someone starts coughing, everybody gets up and moves sure. the other way. So, so if, if you're tired on the way home from work, New Yorkers, just start and you, and you're on a busy train, just hockaloogie mm-hmm. just bring up some some inner inner uh inner you know argument <laughs> so i mean you know but anyhow that but that's that, know, yeah that's what's going on here in new york city it's not so, it's not safe to eat tater tots and it's not it is safe not because you be might get train. like knifed you know so Chauncey. i just wonder like how does like like did they do something with that knife? Is it work? Can I hide the murder weapon? Let me hide it in this guy's tater tots. I mean, I don't know. Like, my concern is, you know, what were they using the knife for before? Well, I'm sure all the, all and the, you all know the what? food. I felt like, and I was sitting with my friend Asa, who was, she's, you know, episode number two or three, almost Dr. Scott, because she's a ABD. Yeah. All but disorder. And um, I was just like, I said, I feel like I'm living in the black experience. And she's like, she looked at me and she was like, yes, because you didn't do anything wrong. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I finally understood. Do you think it had anything to do with? um... I mean, they were rolling their eyes and he and Han when because we were going into the the, like it was like us and to it was her me and my partner do you think that had something to do with it did they know that was it was it a little touch of the of the i mean of the phobia? Uh, well i i don't know yeah and but you know i'm i'm like Bill, i don't need to get a free mail like i didn't even i was so freaked out about well where did this knife come from <laughs> i mean imagine if that would have got went over to those kids yeah how right? would they have dealt Do with you it? Think yeah. I eat with a fork, you know, and so I'm very careful. But what if those kids had been like, what if they had like stuck their hands in there and cut themselves and yeah. cut themselves? So they need to thank me 
and I do not want a gift certificate, okay? <laughs> the other day, so I've been Maria condoing my apartment. Uh-huh. I've been getting rid of stuff. Like I've been slowly doing this as well. Bjork, Bjork poster. Uh-huh. I'm getting rid of it. It's just like, you know, it looks tacky in that frame. And yeah. like, just like going through, we did our entire closets and got rid of shoes. You know, if you want to do- donate some clothes, go over to the Housing Works. Do yes, not, I used to work there, yeah. Yeah, it supports, you know, it's a great organization. Homeless people and Home. people with HIV and AIDS. So yeah. we went and tried to sell some of our, you know, stuff that we don't wear. And, and yeah. so there's Housing Works in New York City and... It's a great organization. There's one in Queens, yeah, which is very odd. There's yeah. one. In, there's a several. There's two in Brooklyn, I believe. Um, yeah. They just haven't found, I guess, a, the right place. In, in I mean, I think Astoria would be a wonderful. Astoria is popping. Yeah, I'm sure it would be, a, or Long Island City would. Mm-hmm. Well, they have their one of their warehouses mm-hmm. was in Long Island City, so they, they are Queens. So right now there. that we've gone through all of those yeah. situations, yeah. you know, one of the things is is that. Chauncey was, if you haven't listened to it, you should go to uh, episode number eight. There's a bear in my living room. <laughs> and this is called There's a Bear in My Living Room Part Two. You <laughs> know, um, drinking White Claw. You know, it's just been so heavy. So I wanted to c- bring you on. We had, you know, Chauncey works up at the Stonewall mm-hmm. at 53 Christopher Street. <laughs> so. Chauncey, you've been a busy girl. Yes, yes. Uh, Internationally. Yeah, so pretty much. Yeah, her career has kind of come to a stop with this travel ban. I know. I had I had a really great so, I had a really great year last year with World Pride. You know, like um, when when what when was I on? What what month was it? Um, I think was it, it was. Well, let me look. You were on. It was maybe I, like four or five months ago. Yeah, you were on in September. September. Okay, so I just gotten back from uh, from Montreal and I recorded. Uh, we recorded uh, five songs together. We're, we're working on a couple more. Me and uh, my friend Van Van Hester. So who? The, okay, so this song is a little. It's very. It's very quirky and very campy. Yeah, it it, it kind of it's kind of inspired by, um, you know, the 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 the, the disco era and uh, remember Divine when she had a couple yeah. songs. I thought it was kind of like Scissor Sisters. Yeah, other people have been have been. Uh, so I think that's their their influences as it's well. It's called Fifty Three Christopher Street. Yes, and you could get it on not uh, iTunes. Not ninety three. It's it's the address of Stonewall. We wanted to. Uh, uh, Van wanted to create uh, somewhat of an anthem for for the Stonewall Inn, especially uh, he had a great experience last year. He marched with us in the in the World Pride Parade while I DJed on the float. So he was you really were up on the Stonewall. Yeah, I was on the Stonewall float. Of course, float. you were. And um, he was so moved by the, you know, the whole experience of World Pride and being a part of the Stonewall Inn float, uh, the the marching that uh, he wanted to create an anthem and he didn't want to mention it. Like he didn't want to say that the Stonewall Inn in the song, so he... Well, I don't think the Stonewall Inn would, like... Doesn't... It's not privy to, like, a melody, you know? But I wouldn't even think, like, 53, Christopher Street. Yeah, no, it's... it's I mean, it, it's, it works, It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's, song. It's fun, and it's... Uh, but so were you on the show before or after you had recorded that? I was on the show right when I got back. Because I was in, in August, I it was when I was in Montreal, and... uh. He had it all set up for me. Uh, I got there on Friday. I mm-hmm. left right after work on Thursday night. Got to the airport. Had about an hour of sleep on the plane. Um, not even because the plane ride isn't even that long. And I got to like nap for like an hour and a half in his Where apartment. Where were you? We went to Montreal. 
It's only an hour from here. It's like an hour and a half really? plane ride. I oh, mean, that's not bad. Everything else takes a while. Like Does the customs take forever? No, because you're really the only one getting off the plane. At like well, now you're really the, the only one getting on the plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I got to his 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 house. He lives right near the gay village. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Montreal, but Montreal mm-hmm. has this amazing, like, almost like Christopher Street in a way. It's uh, maybe like six or seven blocks of just all gay establishments and bars I and know. drag shows and, and stripper, strip clubs and stuff like that. I would um, love to use cool that thing as is, the introduction to talk sex <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk to Van about it. I would love that. Like, yeah. it, it would be, I don't know. I mean, uh, this is not a profitable situation, but I could say thank you. What, what is Yeah, that? no, I mean, or just, you know, even just play it like once in a while. But um, yeah, um, so so we, we released that song a couple days before the new year and we performed it at Stonewall on New Year's Eve. Um, it was the first time I've ever performed a song where I'm singing. You know, like I know I, you're generally like uh, like so. I've done covers. I've done karaoke. I do, like I do a Madonna party every year that I do usually do a Madonna song. Mm-hmm. But this was an actual song that was written for me. So and him. who wrote the song? He wrote Fifty Three Christopher Street. Um, and he wanted he wanted me to be like the. It's kind of a love affair between a DJ and a patron, like kind of like in a. a and the patron and the mm-hmm. um and the and the club so it's kind of like you know I we we, we kind of met accidentally we uh we he he his record label on instagram is isotope records iso you know isotope and i do a radio show i take a radio mm-hmm. show in dumbo on fridays we're on run uh hiatus right now um and we're sponsored by isotopia records so oh. I went and followed Isotope Records, thinking it was the record label that was sponsoring us. And mm-hmm. after after us liking each other's posts and and commenting, I'm like, "How come you don't post any of the other bands on your page?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What other bands?" I'm like, "Well, there's this band, there's this band, there's this band." He's like, "No, I'm the only. It's a new record label. It's just it's just me." Mm-hmm. So then I realized that I was following the wrong record label. But we became friends, oh and he came here in 2018 in May. We met for the first time. Um, he s- spent a couple of days, uh, hung out at Stonewall, mm-hmm. and then I went 2018 to Montreal for their their Pride with a couple of friends. We got to hang out again mm-hmm. there, and then he came for World Pride, and uh, uh-huh. and and we had a great time. And then, like the day after World Pride, we we hung out on Monday night. We had dinner, and he's like, "I think we should write a song." So who wrote the lyrics? Well, he wrote the lyrics to that song. And who did the music? Um, his his music partner Eric Weissman, oh, who nice. lives in Montreal. So they, he has a little in home studio, and he's a, he's a he's a genius when it you comes know, to music. Van has been releasing music for many years. He's, he's sure he's established in in you know as a as a as a pop artist. Um, most of his music is very new wave oriented and disco and really fun, but with a message. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's really like sexy uh exciting uh catchy but then like when you really when you really like dissect the lyrics and, the, mm-hmm. and everything you realize there's a it's a it's got depth and he has one song called um back in vogue and uh it's one of my favorites of his and the the chorus goes before you know it romance will be back in vogue and it's about like mm-hmm. apps and all that kind of stuff and how that's gotten rid of a lot of the the emotion part of well, connecting with, with people this coronavirus i know we're all gonna be in a bubble you know no we're gonna more. go back to like uh like what cyber will all these boys do when we go on quarantine in new york i mean the story of boys are just gonna be having to do redo 
news. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's going to blow over soon. Um, maybe, you know, I know that the, you know, the colleges are closing and all that kind of stuff, but I really hope, like, the bars and the restaurants don't close. I mean, do you think the gays are really going to stop going to Stonewall? Well, I just, I, I'm just worried. Has, I'm what just is worried business, that, like, has it been, have you guys noticed it's, You know, that? the business is in, is in such waves all the time, you know, depending on the weather, depending, if it's raining, the, the kids don't want to come out. I mean, I'm talking about people going to Stonewall. Oh, I, I don't think there's been much of a difference. Okay. I mean, you know, like it's it, it got you know, the weather affects people more for some reason. Like, okay, I don't okay. know. I never understood it. Like, if it's raining, you just bring mm-hmm. an umbrella. You don't. You can still go out. Girl, if there's a coronavirus. Just put on your your outfit, like your hazmat suit. Your hazmat suit. Like I'm waiting. I'm actually waiting for some designer to like come out with uh, with uh, you know, fancy masks or like a, like a fierce. Like, I mean, leopard print hazmat suit or something. Who would go? Maybe on I a- should make one. Okay, who would go on a cruise right now? So there are people on a cruise right now that are stuck. I know right? this is the second one. So if you are like going on a cruise, expect to be quarantined. Expect a month of your life to just go by. Well, I, what I what I'm just curious about is I I've heard a lot of very strict uh, regulations when you're going to other countries in Europe. But when you mm-hmm. get off the plane in America, there's not the kind of screenings that there are. Like they're not taking it seriously in, in America. Well, no, because now they're starting to, I guess. But I mean, uh, but you know, it the, the commander in chief thinks it was a hoax to ruin his his reelection. You know, so sure. if you're saying that to all your all your zombie fans, you know, like they're all gonna think that it's a hoax, and then all they're of a all sudden they're all gonna that. get it. You know. And you know the, the 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 weirdest part about that is, <clears throat> and I find myself falling victim to it as well. Is How many people live in our neighborhood? Because Chauncey, you live in you live in the you live in this area. I think there are like a hundred thousand people that live in this neighborhood. Oh, like Long Island City, Astoria. Yeah, it's 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 there's a lot of big buildings. There's a lot of apartments. So like it's. I mean, my God, it's folks. serious. There's a lot of people. So, but that's not why we're here, but yeah. it's where we went. Yeah, no, I so, mean, it's, it's part of, it's what's happening. Girl, right you're international. You wrote this song, which we're going to play uh, on the way out of this, of this endeavor, this episode. <laughs> you know, I want yeah, to. It's a, really, it's a really fun, campy uh, song with a message. It's, it's, it's about. 53, Christmas tree. Come on, tell me, do you feel the heat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fun um you know, it's 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 got a touch of village people. It's got a touch of uh, Sylvester. I love it. It's very like Scissor Sister yeah, to me. Yeah, it's like a little bit of Sylvester influence. A uh, little bit of uh, I you know, just it. fun disco. But it's but it's got a it's got a, a sweet message about uh, you know being discouraged and then finding your 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 happiness. You know. You know, I'm in the process of recording a new album. Are you really? I haven't like start like I'm like, what do I want my next album to sound like? Mm-hmm. And I don't like. I want it to be very bare, as like B A R E, right? Not B E A R. Like round. No, like <laughs> I want it to be like a musical, and like you know, you always have this thing in your head of the way things sound. Uh-huh. Well, that's what's been interesting about this whole uh, this whole experience with uh, with Van, is that I went there in August. I went into mm-hmm. the recording studio, and we knocked out five songs in four hours. They were really shocked. Like he pulled these voices out of me that I didn't know I had. You know, he made me sing in, in like, like a little bit higher. No, I, I always sing in my deeper voice, but he 
he forced me to sing higher and it and when i hear the when i hear the vocals in the mm -hmm. song i'm like i can't hear myself he's like that's you and i'm like oh i don't recognize my voice which is really exciting sure. about it but the cool the, the weirdest part about this whole experience is um you know i got there we did a photo shoot the first mm -hmm. day and the second day we went to the, the recording studio um sunday he, he got me a gig on the on the gay strip on the gay village so i had like four action-packed days of so like, were you doing the main vocals no he, he does the main vocals on that i'm the one that that sings the two parts in the end like like he, i answer him like i saw you coming in and i saw something in your eye that part mm -hmm. that's me um, I just but, need but he to made, be a more observant listener. Yeah, no, but he made me sing it. Actually, our voices can can kind of uh, mm -hmm. our, our voices mesh well. Like we we kind of sometimes sound like each other. Um, he has a very '80s voice. He laughs about it uh, in some of his interviews. People say that he has that, and he's like, "I guess I do." You know, he, uh, uh, he he's 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 a really he's we have so much in common. Yet, if you looked at us uh, standing next to each other, like. You would think how these two guys are strangers. Like we really, we really have a, a very unique, a very unique friendship. Night. We have a very unique friendship because it all really just happened on accident. You know, it was a. Isn't that funny? It, it was, how it was an internet club, you know, an internet like, like mistake of you know mistaken mm -hmm. identity, and and we became friends. And I it, love it's, that. it started out it was just going to be one song, and then um, fifty three Christopher Street. And then I think in 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 July. I'd gone to Fire Island. I, you know, I write a lot of poetry. I have, I have two books. Uh, two, so two let's books talk out. about this poetry. Well, let me just let me just finish this one part. Um, so I wrote. So we decided to do a whole EP, and mm -hmm. I wrote. I, I had been on Fire Island, and uh, I did an event with the with the Gays Against Guns group. I know where they have. Um, do you remember that event we went to? Yes, yes, we did. That's right. And I was like, "Where is all the gangs?" And I was at? so I was so moved by that experience because they have something called. Um, Mm -hmm. human beings where you dress all in white and you wear a veil and yeah. you don't talk to anyone because you're representing someone who's been murdered by gun violence mm -hmm. so it was the first time that i was one of them i'm usually one of the people who protects them and and marches with them and you and know you were but i decided to be one the and girl in the white veil yeah and it was so wild because mm -hmm. as we're walking on the beach holding our signs we, you know we all hold a, a sign of with an image of a person who's been who's been murdered by gun violence um, you can't speak to anyone because you're basically a ghost. You know what I mean? That's what you're representing. Yeah. And people are like cheering us on and people are clapping for us. Sure. And we can't even look at them. You know, we, you have to just be, it's a, it's a, it's an art, it's an art installation. Sure. It's art imitating life. Yeah. So, um, I was so moved by that, that I sat on the, I sat on the, the steps that lead to the beach later that night. And I wrote three, three songs, like not the melodies. I'm, that's not my forte. I'm more of the, the lyricist. I wrote three full-blown like songs that were ins inspired by what I had gone through, and one of them is called the the delight, which uh, is about you know like I wrote a song once called Afternoon Delight. Oh, it was like Afternoon Delight. Yeah, like you know like living in the moment, like Mine was about dancing in the sunlight, sex. dancing in the moonlight. You know, it's all about like like do your best, like live your best life, kind mm -hmm. of song, and that's being released on March twentieth. So that's lovely. and you're the lead singer. Well, we both we, it's a duet album, but this one's more both of us. And uh, mo I wrote like ninety percent of the lyrics on this one. So. Well, 
be in radio releases. Maybe we'll be a, there'll be a DJ Chauncey D and a me and radio. Maybe we could do a song together. Yeah, we could. Yeah. You know, I've I wrote. This. I could be your Trent Reznor. I know, and I could be from uh, Past the Mission, right? Wasn't he in that? Yes. Yeah. So you know, I was listening to some Under the Pink because I was feeling Under the Pink. Yeah. It really is a great album. Oh, it's superb. And like, the, the one thing about her albums, which, which, uh, you know, she she was somewhat of a visual artist. You know, she's obviously an, an extremely profound uh, musician. But the images that she created for each album really like helped me visualize the character that she was in each. Like, whenever every song it from really every song was. from Under the Pink, I think of like a bright white like experienced room with like ice crystals and i think of like very cold almost like the the super what was the superman's uh little place what was it called the i you know we you were, know where, where not allowed to watch that when i was growing no, up superman, i do know superman went to mm-hmm. that other place where it was like all, yeah all the crystals and he put the thing in yeah that's what i feel like that album is it's very like uh isolation chamber kind of thing was it? yeah yeah I, whereas like the first album is very album. like very like uh like uh i think of like vegetable i think of like because she did that thing with the vegetables around her neck and i think of the first album i think of very like uh not vegan but like a lot of like mm-hmm. natural things and wood and and boxes and you know that kind of stuff whereas like what was it i thought it was like crack pipes she was laying and like like if you opened up back in the day when we had these things called CDs, <laughs> right? And you would and liner notes in the and it looked like I don't like sciency, you know those like um, like Bunsen burners and all that. Yeah, sciency. But now I used to work in substance use, and I was like, oh, that's crack pie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that album is so. That so I some girl on the back of the bus back when we used to have CD um, Walkmans. Oh my god! Right, this was after the tape, but I she was like, "Let me listen to it," and I was like, "Oh my god!" This girl also did a bunch of drugs yeah. as well. But from the Choir Girl Hotel was my uh, CD Walkman album. Yeah, that's the one I mine was to. Boys for Pele. That's so it, yeah. I go to the Sam Guddy and I'm like, I want that album by a woman named Tori Amos. And they had Under the Pink. I went home and I was like, Ugh. but then I really listened to it. It was a life changer, game changer for yeah. me. You yeah, know. all her albums were like the first, like maybe six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, really. I had to take a break from her. Yeah, I did too. You know, she needs to come out with a new album. Well, I, you know, she I, has I, a I new really, book coming. I out. really haven't given her last couple albums the the respect that they deserve, probably. But I feel like her music hasn't been as interesting. I'm sure the lyrics are, but I mean, she was writing they at all a time where same. so much shit was happening yeah. in her life. And so we, we just give her props. And that's the thing, even like with Sarah McLaughlin and other, other artists that I love back in the nineties. Um, like afterglow. Yeah, like that one, was a great, yeah, album. But once they get happy in life, their songs You're like, suffer. Go through a major depressive yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, please. please. Yeah, so you could give us like Honey, another, another you can just give us another fumbling towards ecstasy. You know, you know. I Tori's husband is the, the, I guess he produces it, but she puts all of that like that like that um, reverb on her voice. 
Not not just recently. Not well when I that. saw her, but she played some of the songs live, and they were really good. She yeah. should just continue to release live albums. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that she. I needs mean that whole to Venus and back that, and Venus still orbiting that double CD I one know, was live. That was a great. Oh, uh, so good. So good. Like especially like when she does, uh, you know, like Pretty Good Year live or like The Waitress mm-hmm. or. Uh, professional widow, like those songs really come alive. On, I know, and it, sometimes it's just her and the piano, and, and it, it really like, it does not matter whether you were listening to it like ten years down the road. It still has the same authenticity. Yes, yes. You know, I was sitting in CB two, and I heard Radiohead, and I was like, "Why is Radiohead like partnering with the CB two? Because the radio, you know." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, the people that shop in here." All used to listen to Radiohead. Yeah, makes total sense. You know, I was uh, at Stonewall the other day, and um, and um, Palo was he's been doing this like on 90s. Mondays, right? Uh, yes. yes. I, I, when I come in, if I have to work on a Monday, I was like, I love what you're doing, Palo, and he's like, I love that. We need to make that like an like an inspirational piece of. I mean, to give us something during the day when we're not working to go. But I stopped in there and I'm like, oh, for the last couple of weeks you've been, not that I sit and hang out at the bar. No, of course not. No, of course not. No, but it's <laughs> like, I like to go in there and I like Paolo. Yeah, if it and, wasn't for you hanging out at that bar, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. So. Okay. You know, so, so what? what's next for DJ Chauncey D? Well, speaking of Tori Amos, um, hopefully you're going to make it uh, this Saturday. Uh, Half reluctantly and half joyously, I am going to the be, book thing. Uh, no, I'm going to be doing uh, burlesque again this Saturday I'm, at Stonewall. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, and the, the, the theme is the theme is Saturday. this Saturday at Stonewall, 7 p.m. Um, the theme uh, Homo erectus uh, burlesque does uh, so. a different theme. They're doing Tori Amos and Kate Bush. I know songs. it's called Bushy Amos's. <laughs> I went to the there was a Tori Amos Kate Bush. Um, that's right thing ever club Cummings. yes yeah and me and the guy we like do uh that's we, weird like, that's a weird thing to do at a bar well no 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 we were yeah no it was really it was like all these tori amos slogans and but yeah i'm i'll be there on i'll be there cool, yeah. on saturday yeah I, what I, time I, does I the I'm doors doing, open seven i'm seven. doing something from uh choir girl which is interesting so that was my uh you're performing a number yeah, that's that's. I haven't done burlesque in six years. Okay, so you're going to see do, me in my why, underwear. Why do they associate Kate Bush with Tori Amos? I've never. Oh, they're so similar. Like the beginning, like the Tori's first album, the video for for one of her first. Oh no, maybe it's pretty pretty so, good why year. Why can't Tori read? No, pretty good Hold year. On. I'm gonna get something real quick. The video for uh, "Pretty Good Year" is very uh, Kate Bush inspired. So that's oh, that's right. right. I remember when you told me about that. So, folks, hold on. I've got to put my earphones on. So I'm sitting there. I went and got this off my wall. But I went into this record store and I, in the village, and, you know, uh, every once in a while I'll get a record. And all of a sudden, I saw this wonderful, why can't Tori read? And I spent $250 on this. But you know what? Then, so this is like in October, I'm in LA. 
and I'm up at um, this huge record store, which I think is closing. And uh, they reprinted the shit. And so my $250 record is now worth $19.95. Is that the original? No, this is an original Oh, so that's worth more. You think? Certainly. Put it in a frame, in a cheap frame. But let's just help. That's beautiful. I know. I mean, she looks so young back then. Have you ever heard her song when she she did a, she tried to do a jingle for Baltimore? No. It's called Baltimore by Tori Amos. Look it up on uh, on the YouTube. I I will. Um, It's hysterical. It's like, it sounds like it could be um, Mm -hmm. like a a song from a John Waters film. Like, that's how campy and quirky it is. But uh, her voice is so different. And she does another song called Walking With You. Um, mm-hmm. These were like sessions before, even before Why Can't Tori Read. I don't really know any of the songs on that album. She that has, album. Um, what album? I'm just going to, there's you a couple. There is some songs on here, though. So I'm going to open this up. Careful. Uh, yeah. They have um, Cool on Your Island. Oh, I know that song. Okay. And that she still plays she that song that, yeah. out. But, you know, Ani DeFranco's making a little trip to New York. Did you hear about that? No. She's going to be performing at Summer Stage. Oh, very cool. With the Indigo Girls. I'm excited. I'm going to see uh, Alanis Morissette, Garbage, and uh, Liz Fair in New Jersey in July. Can I tell you a story? I love Alanis. Alanis Garbage is like my was supposed to be my first concert. Oh. And but, uh, Down by the River, the Toadies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was like thinking because there were all these songs playing the other day. So I was sitting there and all of a sudden I'm supposed to go to see it was garbage and the toadies was opening. Uh-huh. And I was just like at Madison Square Garden and Indianapolis <laughs> and the person drug OD'd before the day before. Oh, no. So my first concert was DC Talk. Well, that's not bad. No, they were good. Yeah. And my then first concert was Paul Abdul's. It'll be it was. Upset, yeah. So I was at an 80s <laughs> celebrity murder mystery party. It was the Debbie Gibson, and I dressed like David Bowie. Oh, wow. Did you see my photo? No. It is... I am hot. Like, if I give some some props i'm just gonna show you real quick while we're doing this um but i am oh that's the video at the restaurant which we are not going to discuss <laughs> but there is me as david bowie oh shit wow i it, like great. it was good like i really i mean i did my own makeup but i like i had the boots oh that looks everything. awesome i you mean the whole skirt it was fun. So it was an eighties murder mystery thing. <coughs> My friend did it. You uh, guys should do a murder. You're mystery infecting party. me with coronavirus right now. No, I like uh, whatever. So anyhow, good thing I have the as as poorly as I treat my body, I have the immune system of a superhero. I know, me too. So I don't understand why my well, I, like so, like a cold comes into my body, and my body's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. 
Okay, girl. Bye bye. Bye bye. I'm like, I get it. The sniffles for a day, and then I'm fine. So what? Now that we've gone through all this, we're coming back to you. What yeah, is can... what is gonna happen for Chauncey and her? Oh well, so so the, you know, this Saturday, sing that this, song, my, my, girl. Birth, my birthday is is uh, this month, March 22nd. So, <clears throat> what does a narcissist do? on his birthday other than like March we're supposedly going to be filming we might be filming an actual video for the delight song uh Friday March 20th we're performing uh at club coming for the at their femme party and on Sunday, you're doing it with Matt Matt Knife no no Matt, Matt he, Knife does I just got invited to a secret group oh yeah his he artwork does, like, yeah artwork um, I really like some no of Matt, that. Matt's amazing Matt Matt produces Matt get, produces the, the burlesque show that we need doing. to get Matt on the podcast yeah you should yeah um, and then the twenty second, which is my actual birthday, that's Sunday. Um, my my coworker Melissa and my friend and coworker Melissa is doing a a cabaret show on Sunday afternoon at Stonewall, and in the middle of it, we're we're gonna do a couple numbers. Um, okay. So it's kind of like the delight tour, and then uh, <laughs> tour like Madonna. And then Van will be back uh, in May for uh, we have Urban Bear Weekend to go back to the whole bear community. Um. Urban Bear weekend. Wow. We have a boat ride. Woo! We have a boat ride on the Saturday of that weekend, um, and we're going to perform on the boat. Then he's coming back in June for Pride, and then I'm going back in August for Montreal Pride, and we have we have some gigs there. So somehow, 2020, do... so I became a pop star, which I don't understand how this happened. <laughs> pop star. I don't know about Queen. I, I was going to be a pop star. No, but some, somehow I became like I have less than somehow I'm singing downloads. songs that I'm that I'm writing with my friend on stages mm-hmm. like it's very very yeah wild you know I'm, 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 I'm turning 44 this month and it's like it's wild that that's what's happening to me at 44 you know <laughs> i know it's pretty awesome yeah and when we hit our 40s you know as we get older my knees have been doing this like thing i think i've got some i like tore something the only thing i have is i when i'm djing for a long period of time i favor my right foot like I lean on my right foot and the left foot is kind of up while I'm sitting at the at my computer. Sure. So sometimes my right foot when I wake up the next day is like is in a lot of pain. And it's just because I'm like leaning on it. Girl, you for need to get hours. some Dr. Scholl. No, I refuse to get any kind of orthopedic No, anything. I do. As you get older, no, don't deny. Ugh. You will I'd rather like, be in pain. No, nobody yeah, they're they're slippings. No, nobody know, even just, knows. It just, it's, it's, it's you know, I'm like a toys well, kid. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a poll here, right? If you think uh, when you're forty and getting your doctor show, I was in these boots. Oh my god, I was. Well, I wear Doc Martens a lot, so they're pretty supportive. Yeah, well, I've always been a black boot. I still of, uh, wear Doctor Scholl's in my Doc Martens. There's no room. Is there room? Yes. Doc Martens are always like skin tight. Girl, I mean, I'm gonna. What size do you wear? Size thirteen. I'm gonna gift you a a non-used pair of Doctor Scholl's. <laughs> That's my parting gift for being on the podcast. They just like get in your like. No, I, I did get one because there was a pair of boots that I got. Um, I think from a thrift store. They were barely worn, and they just. I don't think they had the. I think they were missing mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. in the inside. So I did get inserts for those. Okay. And they were like the they have like little thing on the heel and all that kind of. So stuff. big pop star here, you know. You DJed for Madonna, Taylor Swift. No, I wasn't there for Taylor Swift. Oh, for Madonna. 
yeah. wasn't invited. Don't get those messages before the shows <laughs> go on. You know, just let me know next time. Yeah, they be like, time. girl. They didn't tell me. They're afraid I was going to tell people. So I, I, it was a get, secret yeah, to me. Get her a little uh, fruit cup or something. Fruit cup. Fruit cup with some M and M's, Madonna. If you're listening. Yeah. So just just trying to keep you know it's coming into busy season where um. In May, I help produce the dance parade that happens every. It happens on. It's on May sixteenth. You go to danceparade.org. It's a big multicultural. Uh, a dance. Parade. It's a parade uh, and festival in Tompkins Square Park, uh, and it's all different cultures and styles of dance. It's really wonderful. I've been doing it for fourteen years. So if you go to danceparade.org, you could find out all the information. Um, it's May sixteenth, and that's also Urban Bear Weekend, which I help produce as well. So. May and June are my like uh, like psychotic months, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm I'm just I'm running around uh, with my head cut off, like a chicken with my head cut off. So how is the uh, celebrity the uh, freak out going? Freak out's going really well. Um, Don't get invited back there very often. Next next month you will. Next month you will. Wait, you know, is it on a Wednesday? Well, we've been doing it on Thursday a couple times. It's usually when whenever there's like a free night at, on the schedule at sure. Stonewall, and I now don't that think my I, classes I, are. Open. I know we're we're gonna have to do freak out from like my living room and just like everyone. everyone, The gays are not gonna love. Everyone will have to perform and send their video in and put the show together through video. Um, Yeah, no, it's been it's been a really fun experience doing uh, the monthly variety show because I get to meet a lot of uh, really talented people. That it's the only reason I get to know them is because they're like, "Hey, I would love to perform at your show," and I watch some of the things they do and I bring them in. We've had like many poets like. Um, musicians, uh, mm-hmm. uh, burlesque, drag queens, a little bit of everything, but it's mostly like I, I kind of wanted to give it that like '90s coffee shop feel. So it's a lot of live musicians and poetry readings and, and workshoppy type stuff. Like yeah, whenever you've been on, it's been amazing. Um, oh, I love freak out. It's like you know, I like to do. I think I did. It was really nice, and people like shut up and yeah, like people yeah. listen. Yeah, the people who are there are there to like watch. They're and not- I like before I do it, I plan out my set. Yeah, I take time. Yeah, and I'm like, ten minutes is never enough. Yeah, but I always am like. These are the songs I'm doing, but you know I'm up into the Jay Mitchell these days. Oh, Johnny Mitchell, yeah. I'm like, she is I gotta, deep. I gotta go back on her catalog. She I don't got, really know her She as got well. better. She, like, smoked a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> I love her. So, well, this is exciting, Chauncey. Yeah, no, it's exciting. We're, we're probably going to... just re- yammering. We're, we're probably going to release the, the full mm-hmm. EP uh, towards the end of the year. Um, we're actually doing... A, we, he, we, he added a song to the, to the thing. So it's becoming like a... It's becoming a thing, and we're hoping that we're hoping to film an actual video for the delight. Um, we have a friend who's interested in in uh, taking that project on, and but it's going to be a very tight. Like we, got, we, you know, he's it's two people putting a uh, if you need a, a show together. David Bowie out. If you need somebody, oh, maybe in the we back. might need an extra. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I would be like, I mean, it, it, if we do film I it, it'll either be at Stonewall or, or, or in Astoria. So we'll we'll work it out. Uh, but the cool thing is, is like. Um, it's just fun stuff, you know. Like it's really like it's nothing's okay. too heavy. Bust up for that. Yeah, no, I'll let you know. I'll let you know for sure. Um, and then we'll post it up on the Instagram. On the Instagram, and then I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> but y- I'm so excited. So yeah. you need to download the song. You can it's download 53 Christopher Street on uh, not 92 or not 93. 92. No, no, that's a different bar. Um, so and uh, come March 20th, uh, 
The Delight by Van Hester. That's H-E-C-H-T-E-R, Van Hester and Chauncey Dandridge. Um, if you, you know, you could, you could get to know a lot of other songs by Van Hester too. Uh, he has tons of music on there. I'm and, uh, loving that. He's got, a, he's got a really great sound, really great look, really great uh, download like, let's sensibility. Make this, let's make this, this Tiffany, what was her name? What, oh, Debbie Gibson. <laughs> let's bring this girl into the spotlight. Foolish beat. Let's let her know. Let's, let's mi- she just let's released a, a, a dance Debbie song Gibson. too. Yeah, it's called Girls' Night Out. It was so funny. I told somebody I was going to Debbie Gibson's release party, and they were like, "Oh, like you're <laughs> going to Debbie?" And I was like, "No, her '80s murder mystery party." But I'll tell you what, I showed up on that, and like n- some people just put five minutes into their outfits. Wow. Anyhow, all right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to try this. So if you hear it, you need to listen and download it. If you don't, it's because I'm technologically inept. <laughs> I'm going to try to get it up on here and download, and you're going to get a little sample on the way out, Chauncey. It has been a pleasure having uh, you on the show. Uh and everyone, thank you to all my listeners, all my people. Stay safe from the coronavirus. And remember, the people you hook up with are the people that might have the coronavirus. So <laughs> just maybe like, have sexual relations like, with through, yourself through a mirror. Yeah. Solo sex. I wonder if, like, aside from Purell getting a, like, a burst in sales, I wonder if Vaseline and like, lube is getting a burst in sales. Why? People are like masturbating. Vaseline. More. Don't folks don't use Vaseline with your, you know, like don't use don't use the Vaseline. So um, why don't why shouldn't you use Vaseline? Not with condoms. Oh, okay. You'll get pregnant well, no real uses, quick. You know what I did hear though that pregnant women can't get coronavirus. Is that true? I don't know. It's like the handmaid's tell out there these days. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't seen any of that. I need to watch again, it. Again, folks, if you're, you know, out doing, you know, something, you might want to avoid, you know, I'm just want to let people know so they don't get a knife in their food um, at this place at the, the Winterland at Pier 17, 89th uh, South Street, New York, New York. Um, might find a steak knife up in your food and you might get accused of something you didn't do <laughs> i do not put steak knives in my food so anywho just wanted to clarify and for everybody out there oh you could follow me at uh, instagram at dj chauncey d oh yeah dj chauncey d which he's going to be up in the picture and i'm going to you know tag him up in so you all right chauncey i'll talk to you later again thank my you. name is thank you for having me we're gonna hopefully have this on the extra maybe on the intro so again if i can figure this out i'm gonna put it on the intro and the extra so uh again my name is dr richard Mills, and you have been Christmas tree, come on down and do you feel the heat? 53 Christmas tree.